the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Love never fails. Inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern-day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly set love, set the captives each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. Now, here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, Dave, and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And we are here today. I'm Benita Hopkins, co-hosting today our show, and we have a returning guest today, a very special one, Devin Gaster. Welcome, Gavin. Devin. Hi, Benita. Thank you very much for having me. And he is representing Men Creating Peace. And we're going to be talking here um, in our segment today. But we have also on the line our fearless founder, Vanessa Russell. Hey, Vanessa. Hey there, Benita. Hi, Devin. How you doing? Hi, Vanessa. Great. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm so glad you could jump on. And we're missing you in studio, Vanessa. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm missing you, too. I'll, I hope to see you soon. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, Devin is the co-founder and executive director of Men Creating Peace. And Men Creating Peace is a violence prevention and anger management program um, based out of Oakland, California. Correct, Devin? Yes, yeah. And... Um, Devin is a graduate of the University of Loyola at New Orleans, and he has been working in this field of family violence prevention um, as a certified facilitator for over 18 years, plus now. And his program works to educate men about the devastating impacts of intimate partner violence and abusive behaviors. Um, Our listener audience may know that the month of October that we're in now is Historically Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And we thought it befitting to bring back Devin to speak on these issues and to bring us up to date on what he has been doing since we heard from him last. So thanks again, Devin, for being on board today. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us what's been going on since we heard from you last. We're... We've been planning this big uh, fundraiser that we're having coming up at the end of the month on the 28th. And we also had another fundraiser with the A's this summer. 
okay. where we did a tailgate party and um we had over 50 people come to that event. That was a lot of fun. The Oakland A's, yeah. Yeah, this is our, our third year in a row that we've teamed okay. up with the A's uh, right. to do an event. And um, we came out with a new manual this year. Just uh, in June, we launched our new manual um, for the first section of our program, which is the, the first 26 weeks of the program. Um, and we're hoping to expand our classes uh, coming up here that we do in San Quentin. We, we're currently only teaching every other week in mm-hmm. San Quentin, and we're hoping to make that every week and possibly maybe a couple of times a week, um, depending on what's what's available. But um, I really some of the things we've been doing. Yeah, that sounds great. I really want to talk about this manual. Um, in a bit, but you mentioned your classes at San Quentin. So those are every other week, but you're also doing classes at Laney College, correct? Correct. So we do uh, two classes a week on Wednesday evenings at Laney College. Uh, that's our first stage class, and then our second and third stage class combined. Um, that's at Laney every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. And we also have a class on Saturday mornings uh, in Berkeley, California. We are um, holding our classes at the Options Recovery Services Annex Building um, in downtown Berkeley. So that gives uh, the men three options um, a week to do classes. Okay. And we, we are looking for a possible expansion for a fourth class um, in San Leandro. But uh, we're still in the, in the process of finding uh, a site, and then and then hopefully next year we can we can add another class. Wow, that would be great. That would be great. Um, your programs, um, particularly the the options, um, the real options one on Saturday mornings. Um, who are they open to? Um, a man can just walk off the street, come to your program, or. Does he yeah, have to be much? Okay. We we asked that they give me a call first <laughs> uh, to let them, you know, to let us know and yes. to let our other facilitators know if we're having someone to come. Um, but basically, anyone can come. The first class is free. There's no charge. There's no obligation for them to join. They can just come and check out uh, what we have okay. and what we offer. Um, a lot of our classes, uh, uh, the men come from the court systems. We get them referred to us. Um, by courts or CPS or therapists or other um, by other means domestic violence okay. uh, folks okay. that hear about our program. Um, we also have graduates uh, or people that have been in the class before. They tell folks, they tell their their family members, they tell their friends, and uh, in some cases they even bring them for their first class. That's great. So. Um, that's how we start. Uh, we ask the men to be accountable in their first class, just to tell us why they chose to come or why they were asked to come to the class. And if it was for a moment of an abusive event, to kind of break that down with us and just share with us what happened. Okay. And that's all we ask when they first come. And you say men, but what age does your program start? We work with men as young as 16. Great. And I think we've had our oldest client has been 72. Wow. (laughs) Big range, big age range. Yes, it is. Big age range. Now, can you tell us a little bit what got you interested in this, um, this field, this topic of men and violence? Well, 19 years ago, um, I was arrested 
and convicted of domestic violence. I was uh, in a relationship with my ex-wife, and um, I had a violent incident where I went to jail. She went to the hospital, mm-hmm. and I was ordered by the courts to do a 52 at batter's treatment program. Mm-hmm. And so the program that I was uh, referred to was a program called Man Alive, and it had been around for a long time. It was one of the first batter's treatment programs in the state of California, and it was developed over in Marin County at the Marin Abused Women's Services, which Mm -hmm. is a battered women's shelter. Mm -hmm. Um, And the program was really designed with the survivor's um, viewpoint. So what, what a survivor would like to see men that are battering learn about themselves and about the impact of their violence and their abusive behaviors. A victim-centered approach then. A victim-centered or or restorative justice model where um, the victim had uh, a say or input into how the program would be developed and some Mm -hmm. of the things that the curriculum would would, uh, share with men. Mm -hmm. And so that was started over 40 years ago, and a group of therapists and social workers and um, counselors from the Better Women's Shelter and men who were advocating for other men to stop their violence got together and they designed this program. And from that program, it's it's branched out. It's now taught in, well, we teach in San Quentin. It's taught in Sacramento. Right. Um, it's taught in San Francisco. And 10 years ago, we decided to bring that program to Alameda County and started Men Creating Peace. Okay. And since then, we have expanded the program and brought in a couple of other um, modalities into the curriculum okay. and expanded it. And that's what uh, we've done with launching the new workbook this year. Okay. Wow. That is, that is really powerful stuff and a really beautiful work. I love hearing that. You know, to our listening audience, if you are listening to us today and you yourself have need of a service such as this, give us a call at 844-249-2698 and we can connect you with Devin, um, refer services to you if you have that need or check out our website at loveneverfailsus.com and let us know if um, you have need of this service. We realize that um, in the fight against trafficking, or I should say victims of this crime, are not all women. The perpetrator is not all men. The roles are reversed sometimes. There are men, victims, and women perpetrators. But we are here to serve all, the victim as well as the perpetrator. So if you are in need of this service... Please give us a call once again at 844-249-2698. And we'll be right back for another segment of Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio. We are Love Never Fails, and this is a medium of ours to reach the community at large, to let them know how about the topic of human trafficking and how they can, how we as a community can combat it right in our own backyards. And today we have with us Devin Gaster, 
who is with Men Creating Peace, and he's doing fabulous work helping men get in touch with their hearts and stop domestic violence. So I know, Devin, you mentioned off air that you're going to be featured soon in a news article, a newspaper article, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, you were featured, I think, most recently in another article. Tell us more about what they were stating in the articles. They basically, well, the article with a uh, recent article that I've been interviewed for mm-hmm. is with Oakland North. They did an article on us last year, mm-hmm. uh, last January. And Oakland North is an online uh, publication to the University of California School of Journalism. And I was interviewed by a young woman who is interested in doing a story on domestic violence, and she wanted to get the um, perspective of about her treatment program and what we did with the, the perpetrators or the offenders. And she also, part of that article is going to be bringing in um, information about the women's shelters and the women's shelter movement. And she is going to be featuring, I believe she's going to be featuring uh, the women's shelter, a safe place mm-hmm. and Carolyn Russell. So um, those, and I'm not sure exactly when the article comes out. I believe it comes out this next week. Um, we were also were interviewed last night by the the, local, the Laney College Tower, which is uh, the Laney College um, publication. Yes. And we're hopeful that they're going to write an article about us. They came and observed a little bit of what we were doing and um, talked to myself and one of my other facilitators and actually talked to some of the men in the, in the class and, you know, got a little perspective about what they're learning and what they're doing and, and how much of a difference it's making in their life. So that was very positive. That is really cool. Can we delve in a little bit into um, what is presented in the class? You mentioned um, what, you know, in, in this this one article, the, the person interviewing wanted to know um, what you do in regards to the batterers. Can you give us the methodology of your classes? Sure. So we really don't want... Um, a man to feel uncomfortable. We know that it's it's a kind of a hard thing to do coming into a group of men that you don't know and having to tell your story. But that first night, it's it's really about accountability and asking them to be as accountable as they can. And then the men introduce themselves in the group and they share with the, the new man some of the, the boundaries of the class and they share a little bit about what they're learning in the class. And then we give the the new man an opportunity to ask questions to anybody in the group about the program. And the program is is divided into three sections. The first section is uh, 20 to 26 weeks. And that all has to do with becoming aware of the different abusive behaviors, learning about a belief system that we as men were raised in to believe that violence was a strategy for getting our needs met, or abusive behavior was a strategy for getting our needs met. Um, and the belief system is, is based on a role model, you know, different roles. Men play one role, women play another role. Women um, are, are, you know, not supposed to get out of their role, and that's, you know, one of the challenges that men have. And, and understanding that it's not about being in a superior or inferior role. It's about treating others as equal, including our partners and our children and our coworkers. And, and, um, and so that's a big part of, of what we do in the later stages is helping the men to identify and understand 
um, ways that are more equal in their communication style and their negotiation for their needs to be met and their behaviors in general. So the first stage is really about bringing their awareness up of, of the violent behaviors or and we talk about verbal and physical and emotional and financial violence, mm-hmm. and sexual violence, spiritual mm-hmm. violence, racial violence. So we get a good um, foundation to start with about understanding what violent or abusive behavior is and then some of the behaviors that keep it locked in, like denial or blame or minimizing or collusion. Um, each man has an opportunity to talk about his act or his, his um, incident of violence. And then the men work with them. Uh, we have a board and a sort of a program, um, a cycle we call the destruction cycle. And the man and the class walk the one of the men in the class through this cycle of understanding their belief system that was challenged, their expectations of authority, expectations of service, and how they identified their violent side. We call it the hitman, um, the victim hitman who that person did not want to be, and then the superior hitman, who the violent side of, of you that comes out when you act abusively. Um, so once that's done, then the man is able to uh, share with the other group members what he's learned. And we usually don't um, ask the man to do his exercise until about 15 or 16 weeks into the program. And then once they complete that exercise and demonstrate to the class that they've internalized some material from first stage and identified their hitman and been accountable for their behavior, mm-hmm. then they graduate on the second stage. And the second stage of the program is much different than the first stage. It's really about learning to connect with your body, learning about your five senses, connecting with your heart, um, learning to express your emotions. Um, we have several um, exercises that we do around uh, softening or relaxation. So when that moment comes up, we call it fatal peril, that moment that precedes every violent incident. When that moment comes up, they have a a tool to use to self-soothe, to to calm down, um, to relax so that they don't act out right away. They give themselves a little bit of time, a little breathing room. Um, Each class is started with a meditation, so the men learn from the very first evening that this class is about calming down, mm-hmm. slowing down, relaxing, getting back in touch with yourself. And like you said earlier about the heart, you know, connecting with your heart. I, I don't believe that men grow up knowing how to talk mm. about their emotions. Right, right. And so we're, we're asking them to, to learn how to language, how, how to talk about those emotions, those feelings, you know, because really anger is rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. And men don't want to talk about fear. They don't want to talk about hurt. They don't want to talk about sadness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fine to talk about happiness and anger, and that's about it. So we are giving them an opportunity to become vulnerable and to talk about what they need and negotiate for what they need. This is not a class about telling them that they need to be doormats or they need to, right. you know, let people walk all over them. This is not that. It's about learning to empower yourself and learning different ways to communicate in our world that doesn't include violence. Um, and, you know, I think that, um, you know, we, we also spend a lot of time talking about the impact of men's violence mm-hmm. on their children, on their community, on themselves, on their partner, on their family members. Um, you know, it's spending a lot of time around that. Uh, we've brought in uh, an article, I mean, a, a, a chapter on jealousy and understanding how jealousy is sometimes at the root mm-hmm. of a lot of men's violent behavior. 
um, substance abuse. We've talked about substance abuse and how that plays a factor and plays a role in it. And it's amazing how many of the men in the class were actually under the influence of some substance when they committed their violence. We don't allow them to use that as an excuse or a blame for their violence, but we uh, help them to understand that that's part of their violence, that if you're abusing a substance, you're putting a substance in your body that's uh, just disconnecting you from your heart space or your mind, um, that that's violence yourself. And it's much easier to do violence to others when I'm violent to myself. So many of the men that are in the program uh, also do 12-step programs and working simultaneously on their substance abuse issues. Um, uh, Another thing that we talk about is healthy parenting and fatherhood. Mm. So we go into what are some of the uh, examples of unhealthy parenting? What were some of the examples that you saw growing up in your family of origin? And then what are some what are some ways to break that cycle? And what are some ways that we, as as fathers, can become better fathers and better parents and better partners to our, our, our partner, whoever is helping us co-parent that child? Um, understanding that if your relationship with your, your partner that you've had children with is over, you still have to be connected with them in some way. So how do you learn to work with that partner? And I know there's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of pain involved and a lot of resentment. And, and it's a lot of the men talk about the fact that they have trouble with their ex-partner or they have trouble with the mother of their children. And we talk about how to work, work through that. How do you, um, you know, negotiate for your needs to be met? How do you talk in a way that, that doesn't put the other person on the defensive? Uh, how do you own and be accountable for your part in the problems that have occurred in that relationship and how to try and heal from that? Uh, you may not be with that person any longer, but you have to co-parent with this child. And one of the things that we really encourage men to do is to be part of their child's life mm, and, un- and understand that many of the men in our program grew up in abusive homes. That is so and true. Grew up in environments that were abusive and, and how they can break that cycle by sharing what they're learning in the program with their children and being better parents to their children. That is so, that's a mouthful right there. We're going to take a break right there on that moment, on that topic, and we'll be right back with another segment of Abolition Radio. I have a question for you, Devin, when we get back. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio. If you are listening and you like what you hear, please like our Facebook page at Abolition Radio on Facebook and let us know. Leave a comment. Let us know that you're out there, that you're listening, that you um, are really getting some good nuggets out of what is being presented um, via our show. And particularly today, we are speaking with Devin Gaster with um, Men Creating Peace. And Devin, you left off on parenting and how you guys cover that in your um, in your program. Yes. We, yeah, we believe that that's a really big part of breaking the cycle of violence. Um, if we can help the men to learn different ways of parenting and, and healthy versus unhealthy ways of parenting, mm-hmm. And helping them to understand that, um, you know, many of us were raised in homes or in environments that were not 
healthy or that did involve a lot of abuse of behavior or, or you know, family violence or domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And how do you want to break that cycle for your children? How do you want to, you know, teach your children about some of the things that you're learning in this class about communication, about your emotions, about treating other people with respect and dignity mm. and, uh, and not talking down to your children, but talking to your children. Mm. We encourage them to get down on their knees and talk to them on the same level mm. and to really validate what their children are sharing with them and not, not trying to, uh, indoctrinate them into a belief system that, um, you know, tells young boys to disconnect from their feelings, mm. to suck it up, mm-hmm. you know, play through the pain. It's not about that. It's so, about learning how to talk about it. So on that note, and, I, I have a question for you since you brought that up. You mentioned about young boys, you know, um, at least my generation, you know, the boys are always told to suck it up. You know, don't show your pain. Don't show your tears, that type thing. Do you, in your three phases that you've just explained to us, that um, you're three levels of your program that you mentioned, um, do you cover, you said, uh, abuse, the various abusive behaviors. You said um, race, you said um, sexual, um, uh, sexual, physical, verbal, verbal, all of that. Do you cover gender bias? Do you cover um, the objectification of women in any of you? Okay. Absolutely. That's, and that's part of what we're doing uh, when we talk to them about sexual violence right. is all the different forms and all the different ways that men are sexually violent to, to women. And uh, we, a big part of that is what we say, objectifying women, cat calls, comments that we make, um, touching somebody inappropriately, um, manipulating someone with um, drugs, alcohol, money, mm-hmm. um vacations, whatever it is, in order to uh, coerce that person into having a, a sexual relationship with you mm-hmm. and cheating on your partner. What is that? What kind of an impact does that have? And, and many of the men say, well, just, I was just talking to her. I didn't, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But we talked about, you know, we really bring it back to what do you think your partner's experiencing with right. that? Right. And put yourself in, in her shoes. And, and, you know, what if you were at the, the club and, you know, you went to the restroom and she's talking with some other guy? What would you do? What, you know, how, how would you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we talk about the fact that, you know, just being walking around in, in public with your partner and then, you know, looking at somebody else. Mm. How does that impact your partner? You know, what what's the message you send? What's the message you send to your children? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so sexual violence is, is one of the, the main types of violence we talk about. And we break it into different categories, verbally sexually violent, physically sexually violent, emotionally sexually violent. Um, we even talk about uh, the spiritual sexual violence of, of forcing your partner using religious doctrine mm-hmm. to have more children that she may want to or to do certain things that she doesn't want to do around her sexuality um, based on, on religion you mm-hmm. know, and how men use money to, to also be manipulative. Um, so we talk a lot about that economic sexual economic violence. Yeah, you mentioned earlier the expectations, the role expectations. You know, right. in, in those role expectations, right? Whose expectations exactly, are exactly. they? You know, the media has Again. has an expectation, you know, and they of portray, course. you know, what the roles should look like. 
via TV or movies or whatever, you know, but are they the real true deal, right? Are they the real true expectations? Well, we talk about the the unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. that men put on on women. Um, the expectations of service that they have to be, you know, they have to have the house clean, or that the children have to be taken care of, or they have to, you know, ha- make sure that everything's covered, or um, they have to be obedient and understanding and nurturing. You know, and these are unex uh, and these are unreal expectations that your partner cannot always, uh, you know, do. And when you have those expectations in your mind and you think that this is the way I should be and this is the way she should be, um, then, then they don't get met. Then it's like a green light to become abusive or violent right. Right. because they didn't measure up to the expectations that I have for them. And a lot of times those are, are being fueled by the media. They're being fueled by... You know the the household that I grew up in, or they're being fueled by by peer pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of expectations that are false that are really not real, and we help the men to develop more healthy expectations, That's uh, great. more realistic expectations. And and again, coming back to that equality, you know, treating your partner as you would want them to treat you, treating your children as you would want right. them to treat you. It's not about you know, forcing somebody or scaring somebody into uh, treating you a certain way. It's about asking and negotiating and modeling a different way and then talking about it, communicating about it. And it goes Um, back to the Ten Commandments, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. uh, Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, And and part of of the problem... Which is uh, not a Ten Commandment, by the way, but... Well, yeah. Well, that's... I guess that's the golden rule. Yes, know? the golden rule. Um, that's what I meant to treat, say. Treat yes. others as you would have them treat you. Yes. You um, know, and for our listening audience, um, domestic violence and human trafficking intersect in many, many ways. These uh, behaviors that you hear Devin mention that he is um, teaching against and trying to change behaviors. Those same behaviors are the behaviors that we work with with human trafficking victims. And um, so those two spheres greatly intersect. This past week, um, the Alameda County Department of the Status of Women had um, their annual panel discussion. And this year, they did um, combine the two, uh, a domestic violence panel and a human trafficking panel, and um, to show those intersections between the two. Um, the definitions are different by by law, I guess you would say, but um, some of those behaviors, some of those, um, the, the things that intersect them are the same, and it is about changing one's behavior, and if uh, men changing their ways of thinking about women and women thinking about um, changing the way they think of men and how the two interact with each other. If we could do that, can we imagine um, a world, particularly the way the world has been of late, you know, even right here, we don't have to go to the world right here in our country of late. Can we imagine no violence happening or turning on the news and a news broadcast not have violence nowhere in that half hour hour worth of news. I know I can't imagine, but it would be fantastic if that were to happen. And we really appreciate what you're doing. You know, you're, you are taking 
your story and making a difference, Devin. You you flip you flip that switch and you've turned it, you know, a bad situation into a great situation, and you're um, using the r- ripple effect principle to help others to spread that so that more and more can reap the benefits, the same benefits that you have, and that's to be commended. So I want to say thank you for what you do. Thank you, Benita. I appreciate that. I really do. And and really, you know, we talk to the men all the time about each one of you can have such an impact on the world, mm-hmm. your world, your children, your community, your family, by changing yourself mm-hmm. and you, you healing will have a ripple effect on others healing. Heal people, help other people heal. You know, hurt people, hurt other people. Right, right. And and it's it's important that the men understand that they have such an opportunity here to make a change, to so, stop the violence. So true, so true. So our listening audience, if you want to join us, join us at loveneverfailsus.com. Or if you need someone to talk with and someone to get back to you, give us a call at 844-249-2698. And we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Love Never Fails exists to prevent, restore, and educate those involved in or at risk of being involved in trafficking. And we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 844-249-2698 if you have any needs in that regard or if you would like to get involved with us and volunteer, go to our website at loveneverfailsus.com. Check on what we do and see events coming up and what you might like to get involved with and let us know. Give us a, a shout out on our Facebook page at Abolition Radio on Facebook. And we would love to hear from you. Devin, you mentioned a manual of that you use in your classes. And um, you said that manual is available to, to those who may be interested. Absolutely. Yeah, they could, uh, they can order it um, with us. They just need to send us an email at um, mencreatepeace.org or at, to, directly to me at Devin at mencreatepeace.org. Um, and we'll send them a manual. Um, they can purchase the manual. Um, we actually we don't have the way to purchase it online just yet. Okay. So they would have to contact me, and my number is five ten seven three zero zero one eight four. That's on our website, uh, mencreatingpeace.org. And that's and if they are interested, we can arrange to have one sent out to them. And that's Devon D E V O N at mencreatingpeace.org. Correct. Yes. Correct. Thank you. Cool, cool. This manual sounds very, very impactful and um, and inspirational at that. Anger management and violence prevention. Correct. That's correct. That's correct. And we wanted to we wanted to design a manual that was, that was really user friendly, a workbook that the men could use every every class where they could write notes 
in, understand uh, different things, ask questions, and we can also come back to, to different things that they may have uh, questions during the week. We give them homework assignments out of this manual. Um, and like I said, it's, it's, it was designed to be a very useful, user-friendly workbook. We um, talk about the, the origins of anger, what happens when, when a person gets angry, where do they feel it in their body, what are some of the thoughts or some of the other emotions associated, what are some of the things that they've done in the past as far as acting out on that anger, and then what are some healthy solutions and strategies to deal with their anger that don't include abusive behavior or violence. And this is the um, same manual that you use at San Quentin as well as at the, yes. uh, the colleges. Absolutely. Okay. We're using it in all our classes. And this is the first stage. That's the first 20 to 26 weeks of the program is in this manual and, and breaks down that particular part of the, the curriculum. Um, we talked about the, the belief system, the male belief system. We talked about a female belief system. We talk about the different cycles that happen in abusive uh, incidents. We break it down. We have the power and control wheel in there, the Duluth okay. model, which was one of the very original models um, in dealing with batter's treatment programs mm-hmm. that came from uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Um, we talk about those expectations of authority and expectations of services that we mentioned earlier in, our, in the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about that moment of fatal peril and what we can do to avoid it and, and what can we do when we when we're face it. And we all we have these fatal perils every day. Somebody cuts us off on the freeway. Right. Um, somebody calls us out of our name. Somebody embarrasses us in front of our coworkers. Right. These are moments where you can make a decision. Am I going to work through this incident using violent or abusive behavior, or am I going to do something different and stay in my heart space mm. and know that I don't have to act that way? Right. And uh, there are alternatives. Now, you mentioned, um, you mentioned the manual um, coincides with the 20 to 26 weeks of the first part of the program, correct? How, correct. How long are the other two parts of the program? Uh, they're broken into 16-week in- increments, and we okay. use a, we're currently using a different curriculum in that uh, those two segments, and we're in the process of redesigning that part of the curriculum. So okay. we hope to have that done this year, 2018, uh, the new second and third stage manual. Right. And um, and that's again, I know I didn't get too far into that third, second, and third stage part of the the program, but it's really about what we can do differently next right. time. Great. When we're faced with those, yeah. those issues. Yes. And then what, what can we do moving forward um, about developing a, a healthier lifestyle? Wow. Um, and that may, that may include going into therapy. That may be joining a gym or you know, joining a spiritual community, going back to church or going back to your, your faith. Right. Um, it may include you know, doing a number of different self-help things, going to workshops or seminars or reading different, different books, because that 52 weeks of domestic violence classes is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. That's that's just the beginning. Only the beginning. And we're not, we we don't call ourselves therapists. We don't call ourselves counselors. We're men that have agreed that we have our, you know, some problems with our anger and our our abusive behavior, and we want to stop that. I like that. And we're, we're, it's men teaching other men Mm. to stop their violence and stop their abusive behavior. That's great. That is great. You know, you mentioned um, your plans for 2018 with 
new um, new materials and um, new things that you're working on. Let's talk about that a bit. You have a gala coming up next week. We do. It's our 10th anniversary. 10th celebration. anniversary. It's called Jazzed Up for Peace. Ooh. And we have uh, a jazz combo, live jazz combo from St. Mary's College that Ooh. is coming out to perform for us. We have a jazz DJ, we have uh, Southern Style Food, mm. Jambalaya, and some other things. Yes. We have some local beers and wines and non-alcoholic beverages. We have a wonderful speaker, Stephen Murphy from the Family Justice Center. Oh. Um, he's the associate director there. He also is an adjunct professor at the University of San Francisco Law School. Okay. And he's going to be our keynote speaker. We have an award we're giving out that night uh, to one of our graduates from the program. And we also have a short film about the program that we've developed, um, talking about the different aspects of the program and right. hearing from graduates. We have some That's testimonials great. from great. graduates that uh, have come back and talked about their experience in the program and how it's made a difference in their life. That is super cool. And can you tell our listening audience um, where it will be? and when and how they could get involved. Is it too late? No, it's not. We still have some tickets left. Um, it's uh, at the Preservation Park. We're holding the event in Nile Hall. It's uh, next Saturday evening, October 28th, from 6.30 until 10. And the address is 1233 Preservation Parkway in downtown Oakland. And tickets are $75, and they can purchase their tickets online at mencreatingpeace.org. And it walks you through the process of purchasing the ticket. You can either use your credit card or go through PayPal. Um, I would suggest that if they want to give me a call at my number, and I can also get back to them about it. Um, my number is, again, 510-730-0184. That's our number for Men Creating Peace. But uh, going online also, and if they decide that they don't want to come to the event, they can also make a donation. And that's uh, right there on the website. It's really easy to make a donation to the to the event and to our fundraising campaign. Um, this is our main fundraising campaign, and we hope to be able to expand our program and to move forward um, next year in expanding our classes to another location in Alameda County. Mm-hmm. We'd like to do more classes in San Quentin. And we'd really like to develop a program that can uh, start educating college-age students mm-hmm. about uh, teen dating violence, about domestic violence, about sexual assault, and about healthy relationships yes. and how to develop healthy relationships. Um, so those are some of our dreams for the for the new year. That is super cool. And for those in the listening audience who are gala goers, you know $75 for a gala with that lineup is a good deal. It's a really good deal for a great cause. So we hope that you um, join them there at uh, mencreatingpeace.org and get your tickets. And once again, we are Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, and we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back, and I'm Benita with Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Devin, I can't thank you enough for being here today. 
We really appreciate the work that you're doing. Can you remind our listening audience once again about your upcoming event? Yes, uh, we have an event called Jazzed Up for Peace, and it is uh, occurring next Saturday evening, October 28th at 6.30 to 10 o'clock. And we're having it at Nile Hall in Preservation Park in downtown Oakland, uh, 1233 Preservation Parkway. And um, they can get their tickets online at mencreatingpeace.org. If they're unable to come to the event, they can also make a donation on our website. And it's all about supporting the work that we're doing here in Alameda County and in San Quentin State Prison to help educate men about uh, abusive behaviors, domestic violence, and giving them some healthy tools to work with to change their lives. Great, great work. Go and support them. Go and support them. Thank you again, Devin. Uh, For you listeners who are our regular street outreach um, participants, there will be no street outreach tonight. Tonight, Saturday, October 21st, there will be no street outreach in San Francisco. We will pick it back up next month. And for uh, tomorrow, go out to hear Vanessa, our fearless leader, at Move Move with Compassion. At um, It's a Move with Compassion forum at Cafe Jorge on Mission in San Francisco. And that's from 6 to 7.30. And next Sunday... Next Saturday, excuse me, next Sunday, you're right, is Freedom Sunday at Bay Church, and that's in also in San Francisco, and that's from 10 to 12. Once again, Freedom Sunday at Bay Church from 10 to 12, and that is on October 29th. The following day, October 30th, San Francisco Collaborative Against Human Trafficking will be having their annual conference, Industries Impacted by Human Trafficking the business and community sectors fighting back. And our keynote speaker this year will be Mr. Harold D'Souza. He is the co-chair of the Presidential Appointed um, Survivor Council on Human Trafficking. So come on out. Um, you can go to sfcat, sfcaht.org to purchase your tickets. It is not too late. We would love to see you there. Once again, we are Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We would love to hear from you. Check us out at loveneverfails.com. If you would love to, we would love to um, have your donations to keep this show going. You can go to loveneverfailsus.com slash million and be one of a million ways to help us continue this work against anti-trafficking and spreading that word to the next person. And we know that there are more than a million people out there who are able to do that. But join us, check out our events, volunteer with us. And if you have not heard today, please know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. 
Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.